Welcome to the Unfading Truth Bible Reading Plan. Today we're reading 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. God calling you to His table is both a gracious invitation and a powerful command. First Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. Paul writing here, we call these the words of initiation that we often read during our communion time. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Today we're moving on to Heidelberg Catechism question and answer number 77. Asking where does Christ promise to nourish and refresh believers with his body and blood as surely as they eat this broken bread and drink this cup? Well, it's promised to us in these words that we just read from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And that promise is then repeated by Paul in these words. Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one loaf. We who are many are one body, for we all partake of one loaf. Today's summary and Dig Deeper post are a summarized paraphrase of the commentary of Dr. Zacharias Ursinus, who's the author of the Heidelberg Catechism. And he wrote this regarding question and answer 77. The Lord's Supper was instituted by Jesus on the night he was betrayed, during the last celebration of the Passover. This marked the end of the ancient sacrifices and the establishment of a new sacrament. The Passover symbolized Christ's future sacrifice, while the Lord's Supper signifies its fulfillment. By instituting it at the time of his death, Jesus made it a testament or a last will. During the supper, Jesus took unleavened bread, similar to what was eaten during the Passover feast. However, this specific type of bread is not necessary for the celebration. The bread used in the Lord's Supper spiritually nourishes the soul, strengthens faith, and signifies union with Christ. Before distributing the bread, Jesus gave thanks. This signifies gratitude to the Father for his redemptive plan. Jesus then broke the bread, symbolizing his suffering and graphically depicting what would happen to his own body, how he himself, like the one loaf, would be distributed to all who trust in him. When Jesus said, take and eat, he commanded his disciples and the New Testament church to partake in the supper. This highlights that the Lord's Supper should not be a mere spectator event, or a private supper for priests, but rather a communal act of receiving and eating the elements. Regarding the statement, this is my body, Jesus referred to the bread as a sign or sacrament of his body. 
the bread does not physically become his body, but it signifies it. Likewise, the promise attached to the sacrament establishes a connection between the sign and the thing signified, not through physical union, but through a sacramental union. This bread becomes the sacrament of Christ's body through this promise, which requires faith from the participants. The supper was instituted as a remembrance of Christ, including his death and the benefits that he has obtained. It's not solely a meditation on his history, but a remembrance that involves faith and gratitude. The supper calls believers to remember Christ's sacrifice, appropriate his merits through faith, and publicly express gratitude. Jesus commanded all to drink from the cup, refuting the practice of denying the laity wine. The argument that, com- the, argument that the command only applied to the disciples present at the time is flawed, as all believers are referred to as priests in the scripture. The notion of concoctments claiming that the blood is present in the bread is also contradicted by Jesus' separate administration of the bread and cup. Let's dig a little bit deeper. Ursinus continues here. In conclusion, the Lord's Supper holds great significance as a memorial of Christ's sacrifice, calling believers to remember his benefits, exercise faith, and express gratitude. The Lord's Supper is a communal act of partaking in the elements symbolizing the body and blood of Christ. The supper should be observed with faith, unity, and gratitude in accordance with the commandments of Jesus. Written by Dr. Zacharias Ursinus in 1563, and understand that he was 29 years old when he wrote the catechism and this commentary on it. Well, as you pray today, Use the AAA prayer pattern. Begin by acknowledging who God is. Open your prayer to our Father, who sent His only begotten Son, whose body would be broken and blood poured out to redeem all those who believe. And then align your life with God's will by asking God to begin preparing you now to appropriately respond to His gracious invitation to His table then you can ask God for what you need. Remember, everything else that you hear today is going to fade away. But the word of the Lord, well, that's unfading truth.